0: Oh, yeah, getting this party started here on Flying Casual. Get out the banjo. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> oh, no, it's
1: way over there on the wall. I can't
0: reach it. Damn it. Ill prepared for that
1: introduction. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury.
0: Hello Star Wars fans, welcome back to Flying Casual and All Star Wars Podcast and Cassian Andor stands Stans. You heard it here first. We were standing Cassian from day one that it was announced and I think it lives up to the hype and we were right. You were wrong. We were right. You were wrong. Um, a great way to welcome new listeners to the podcast, but guys, welcome to uh, a Flying Casual uh, as mentioned, an all Star Wars podcast. You know, getting back to a f- more regular routine. I think a monthly podcast is better than you know a biannual podcast. We're getting back to normal routines, guys. Um, You know, uh, baby Cece's growing up. She's nine months old, uh, almost in 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 a in a week or so. Um So she's forming her own personality, crawling around. Things are crazy, but we're getting. Getting life back to a little more what used to be normal. Um, and now it's just a new normal. So we're still getting used to that and, 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 and figuring out our broadcasting schedule. Um, so thanks for being patient. As I've been saying for nine months now. Um, and, and thanks to Luke here with us tonight for, for being patient and accommodating, um, and ready to step up whenever we have availability. Um, so tonight Luke and I, Holly is with the baby, baby sleeping. So I'm going to try not to get too animated about Andor and totally interrupt that sleep. But, uh, Luke, welcome back. How is life? How is your star Wars life? Um, is your cup running over with star
1: Wars right now? You know, I was just saying before, you know, you started off that, it it feels like Kenobi barely barely ended, yeah, and here we are jumping into a new series, and the the pace is only going to get more frenetic from here. One more s- sort of series to drop before the end of the year, uh, in addition to Andor, and then you know twenty twenty three. It looks crazy packed. It's going to be nonstop Star Wars.
0: Yeah, what are what are the you know when Star Wars was making films? Remember back then when they were making uh, you know cinematic features. Remember when they were talking about doing, like, a movie maybe every year, every two years, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Let's not get Star Wars overload. And now we're talking about having, I don't know, it seems like five series within six months. Like, it's insane. And then they want to make, Star Wars has recently announced, we want to make Star Wars games every six months. Like, it's like, whoa, what are, are those people's heads exploding? Um, Hopefully. But it's it's an exciting time. It's a lot to take in. I I, I told Luke uh, when D23 happened, he's like, yo, dude, did you check out that D23 footage? I was like, what footage? Like, I've been so detached from pop culture other than Lord of the Rings. I will say I've watched every weekly episode. Luke, you should be proud. I'm following along. <laughs> I can't hear half of the dialogue, um, but we did figure out, you know, it's not just my hearing loss. It is also that I had the base too loud on the uh on the Pull speaker down,
1: put down the base put okay. down the <laughs>
0: bass. i can't hear what you're saying galadriel um little 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 lord of the rings nugget for you for you fans out there but i have been watching that regularly because holly's a big fan luke's a big fan i have to keep up i can't get left behind because if i if i if i don't have this i have nothing so i am i am now schooled on all the trailers from d23 um i cannot believe i missed all of that but i mean I don't think I've been this excited for a lot of these second seasons of stuff we've already seen. um, And then, you know, one series that's going to be brand new. But I don't know, Luke, maybe getting away from things for a while, you know, just, you know, all that bitterness I think I had for some of the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett. It's starting to kind of i don't know melt away maybe that's just the stress of raising a child and now i'm looking forward to pew pews and laser swords and stuff maybe it's just new perspective i don't know but i was excited about what we saw from d23 and i know you were as well what were you digging
1: i gotta say the the tales of the jedi stuff looks really fun i i know it's gonna be pretty limited in terms of uh you know, I think shorter episodes, like less than your typical kind of Clone Wars episodes and only six of them in total. Yeah. But it looks like, you know, they're diving into really interesting stuff, especially the Dooku stuff, because we're getting, you know, um, a lot more Dooku background. And if you've listened to the like audio drama that was uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, that was really interesting and entertaining. And uh, this is another chance to kind of delve more into the the background of Dooku and even get him going with, you know, young Qui-Gon as yeah, Padawan and all that. So that, that's really interesting. And then, you know, other people are saying like, Oh, and the other half of the episodes are Ahsoka and we get so much Ahsoka. Do we need more Ahsoka? And I say, yes, <laughs> <laughs> always more Ahsoka. <laughs> Ahsoka is my, uh, you know, the, on Disney plus you kind of choose your profile icon and, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka is my. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they do with her additional episodes as well.
0: I, I like. I mean, I think every time we read a novel, we read a Dooku, we read an Ahsoka novel. All of us kind of say, "Man, wouldn't it be cool to have a series about that and kind of flesh that out a little more?" And I do think it's cool, but it's kind of, it's kind of great in that we're just going to see very limited stories, just like, um, oh God, what was the uh, animated visions? Loved that, you know, that short storytelling. It it left me wanting more, but I was very satisfied. If they can accomplish that with characters that we already love, these are gonna be fantastic. So I, I like the fact that we're not gonna dedicate three seasons to talking about, you know, Dooku and Qui-Gon, but very pointed, you know, storytelling um seeing you know how much influence dooku had over qui-gon and his thinking um seeing dooku's transformation will be crazy right now he's wielding a blue lightsaber uh, with the same hilt which was super cool but um definitely a dark side there and and him warning hey i warned the jedi darkness is coming um so i i'm super fascinated by that now the ahsoka stuff luke i i watched the trailer with um, ca- uh, with um, closed captioning on and at the end there where Ahsoka is in some uh, pose or whatever she's approached by what appears to be like a Sith or something and it said when this person talks it said Inquisitor so maybe that helps me with the timeline as to where we're going to see I mean we we know Ahsoka confronted some Inquisitors in her novel Um, is this going to be that time period like is that yeah, an exciting it's, time
1: it's you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the books and stuff about Dooku and Ahsoka and all that. And there's a lot of speculation that, based off the clips we've seen in the timeline and Inquisitors, that maybe there could be some overlap with the Ahsoka episodes uh, with the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnston. Because, um, yeah, she definitely uh, confronts and, and, and fights a, an Inquisitor there. And actually, a really interesting way that she kind of gets... Um, her lightsaber's back is involved with that whole story and, yeah. and what she does for something really interesting with some kyber crystals that i won't totally spoil if you haven't read it or aren't familiar with it but it, i think it'd be interesting to see that or elements of that um taken and, and put in the in the show from the novel i know some people are weird about that stuff and they're like no i want those novels to stay un unviolated yeah. and yep. they should never be like overwritten but i think um it's um i think it'll be an honor for that novel for for aspects of to show up in, in a show like that
0: 100 percent, and i like too that these shorts aren't just all taking place like in the same time period obviously like uh i i, I mean i guess they could at sometimes but dooku is a younger man he's not great he hasn't gone dark at this point really but uh and then we get some later ahsoka stuff but i loved it I feel like this will do a good job of kind of blending the prequels with the new animated stuff. And, and, and that's, um, you know, clone wars has been successful in that a little bit. And, 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 uh, and, um, rebels has too, but seeing a Qui-Gon there, like we don't, you know, we saw Qui-Gon at very limited amounts in had it been clone wars. I think Obi-Wan had a vision or something, right. When they were on, uh, on, uh, on that one, uh, mythical place i don't remember what that was called with the with the trinity and the the father the daughter and the son
1: oh yeah mortis mortis the, the mortis, mortis arc. arc yeah yeah, yeah, yeah appears in that one as a, like, a vision uh he also appears in the uh was it the sixth season when yoda's on his quest to discover yes sort of how to preserve yourself in the force Absolutely. Um, beyond your mortal life uh, right. quite Gon appears to or at least talks to Yoda in that as well. So, yeah. And they're saying that, um, you know, reports are that Liam Neeson is doing the voice in These Tales of the Jedi, which is really cool.
0: It's, uh, (laughs) and I should also note too, Brent pointed out in our discussion of Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, as epic as that discussion was, Luke, we never even discussed qui-gon showing up at the end of it which i think you and i did before and man we were like hey man we were kind of you know wrong he just kind of showed up at the end we thought maybe they would have some counsel um but a very pointed effective moment obi-wan you just weren't ready now you are now we begin the training i thought that was awesome so shout out to brent for calling us out for not talking about that moment but yet another appearance by qui-gon um qui-gon just i don't know over the years, I don't know. My friends and I, we all had our favorite characters, and and one of our friends' favorite character was was Qui Gon, and we all kind of laugh. <laughs> he's the Qui Gon fan. But boy, has Qui Gon over the years just become a fan favorite, and how mature he was for his time, and how he looked at the Force in a different way, and and he kind of was the key to you know of uh, the of uh, uh, a life beyond this 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 you know matter that we are. Um, so high praise for Qui Gon. Really sorry we didn't talk you about about you, Qui Gon, at the end of our Obi wan discussion. But um, what else about it, it? Definitely feels like a. It's definitely Clone Wars esque, right? The animation almost is just exactly the same. So it almost feels like a prequel to all that. Um, so I'm sure it'll be hugely successful. Are we forgetting anyone else? Ahsoka. I saw some Mace Windu in there. He was calling out Dooku it's all like mace could kind of sense it almost like you did anakin around like yo stand down dude chill what's going on he yeah i think we're gonna it. get
1: yeah some of the supporting casts in here um i think uh, we'll get uh matt lanter as, as anakin and oh uh, yeah, some mace and some clones of course maybe some captain rex and that sort of thing so yeah, yeah a lot of those kind of clone war supporting casts will definitely be there
0: i'm excited it'll add some nice um context to the prequels episode two you know the duke and all it's all it's all gonna be great all gonna tie in and i'm 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 excited for it it was a nice a nice surprise um that i think none of us were really expecting um and hopefully you know it pays off and it'll be fantastic i'm I'm sure it will um another one luke i was surprised by i really enjoyed the bad batch um, i i I don't know but star wars has a way with these trailers though i started every single one just kind of back to back just hits you with the music it's just epic they're showing all the cool scenes i'm like yeah let's freaking go uh so right now i'm on a bit of a high um but excited to see uh that batch getting back together um with uh with uh with old Sarge. What's her name? Boy, it's been a while. See here I can't even remember Omega. Um just dusting off the cobwebs here in the old brain. Um but excited to see where There's that so goes. So many shows, so many <laughs> characters. Two, I'm <laughs> overloaded. I, I I had forgotten a lot of this knowledge just in these past nine months, but it's all it's coming back to me slowly. But it's kind of cool that we're getting so much um you know just kind of content around this era of post order 66 from different places um you know a much more grounded experience with andor that we're going to talk about a little bit but the bad batch coming into their own finding family um likely joining the rebellion i mean what are they going to do with old uh old uh sharpshooter there can't remember his name bullseye (laughs) that's terrible is is it cross see yeah man (laughs) boy we are gonna have to school ourselves before we discuss but i'm excited for it i I think i'm i'm really pumped that we're getting you know more from this time period um from a a more fun perspective though at the end of that last season boy on g or not geonosis oh my god here we go here we go the cobwebs are back um what's the water planet boy oh camino camino oh those air, cloners, air <laughs> cloners Boy, Depends how big your buck buck. <laughs> i mean some sad stuff went down on geonosis let's also you know r.i.p to the Geonosans uh and all the experimentation that they had to go through uh for the empire that was um very traumatic as well so a great ending to the bad batch that, that first season excited for the next season with wrecker and crew, um, and old Leonardo, their leader, you know, you know, the old Ninja turtles, um, anything in particular you're excited about that? Luke just pumped for the clan to be back. I mean, Omega shooting a bow, maybe rocking some new outfits.
1: Yeah. I mean, going into season one, didn't know what to expect too much. And, and I enjoyed it and, and really liked, uh, you know the characters didn't uh, get old for me. I continued to enjoy them throughout, and the the storyline, like you said, it's such a rich period. That time uh, between episode three and three and four, we're starting to get so many stories between um, you know the Solo movie and Rogue One and Kenobi and now and- you know, Andor and Bad Batch. There's so much. Um, there's so much to utilize there is so much to chew on in that period that it it doesn't seem like overcrowded to me. But what is getting overcrowded is, is 2023 in general, looking at the, (laughs) the reported, you know, potential release list right now, it includes bad batch season two, kicking things off in January. Yeah. Right off the bat. Mandalorian season three, Ahsoka skeleton crew, the Jude law show. Yep. And acolyte, which is five shows. It seems insane to me too much. But when you think about it, you know, I, I nearly forgot pretty much all of Boba Fett was in this year. So in this yeah. year alone, we're getting Boba Fett, Kenobi and Andor, which are three main series. And then, the, you know, the short, um, Tales of the Jedi. So to go from, from three to fives, yeah. isn't that big of a jump, um, and like I said, you know, like we we talked about for years now. There's going to come to a point where it's just nonstop. There's always going to be a new show, and there's going to be next to no break. Yeah. Even though I felt like, you know, Kenobi barely just ended. It has been, uh, yeah. like, you know, a good three months before uh, and or after Kenobi. So I mean. And that's, that's going to be a long, long break compared to what we're going to get in the coming years, where it's going to be like maybe a month off, if that, at times.
0: A hundred percent. And that was with, you know, the pandemic, pandemic still going on. I understand that definitely not diminishing the pandemic, but that was a lot of that filming was taking place during a lot of that too. And they still knocked out a lot of it. They had that volume, they had protocols. Now, you know, or we're, we're filming on sets with big crews, big, you know, budgets, like, I don't know. Are we, we may be saying too much come next year. I mean, great content to talk about, but like keeping up with it, like it's just a matter of time for that Disney Plus subscription goes up in price, like from $7.99 or whatever to $25.99. God knows. Um, somebody's got to pay for it. Um, so I, I'm excited about it. Though I will say, Luke, I know you're probably a little disappointed uh, at D23. Not much about Ahsoka. Not much about Ahsoka. Maybe Ahsoka Overlord. Maybe they said Overload. I should say <laughs> she could be an Overlord too. But maybe they said too much Ahsoka. We need to we need to cool off on Ahsoka. Um, I don't know. A, a bit disappointing though. I, I understand. I think that.
1: I think that's just a matter of timing. Like I don't think they wanted to get too far ahead of themselves in terms of their marketing. That's fair. When right. they look at like what's the most, uh, you know, the the most. Um, the soonest thing that's going to come up or the yeah. soonest few things you got, you know, and or heavy tales of the Jedi. Those are this year and then bad match, And I think Mandalorian is going to beat Ahsoka, uh, on a release date. So yeah. you're talking about, you've got, you know, they had four star Wars properties that were going to be released prior to Ahsoka.
0: True.
1: So they're like, you know, from a marketing standpoint, like how much more can you focus on, uh, beyond that number? And you're talking about maybe if Ahsoka is like a, mid to late 2023 release then like probably a little bit wasted hype to to push it heavy now true so i i think you know ahsoka will get its due in terms of the hype machine and marketing a little bit further down the road
0: that's true we probably gotta let hayden grow his hair out a little more too for some flashbacks i'm assuming you know or maybe a nice feathered wig i have no idea was that his hair in revenge of the sith i have no idea it was perfectly feathered though um skeleton crew i mean exciting it seems um you know around the new republic timeline but have no idea what to expect i think we've only seen a a still of jude law that's about it um so that one's still kind of up in the air but i'll tell you that this luke the mandalorian trailer got me pumped i don't know what it was about season two that just something happened i don't know I, I, i i was digging a lot of it, but I don't know. Maybe it was just I don't know. There there was something there was something that was missing for me. I'm not sure why. But this trailer got me back into it. Fun with Grogu, um some nice cracks and stuff there. But man, the Bo Katan and Mandalore stuff seems really heavy. Um a glimpse of Mandalore that we I mean we've seen Mandalore in like various stages of its, you know, peak and, and its destruction. <laughs> And this is a whole, I mean, obliterated Mandalore that, you know, are we going to reclaim it? Like, what's what's going on? I was very excited by the trailer, as I am with any Star Wars trailer. But this one in particular, the D23, got me hyped. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, like, recall from all the different trailers yes. <laughs> being watched. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it, it seems like it's going to be so heavily focused on the the conflict between the different sects of the Mandalorians, you know, yeah. the Bo-Katan side of things and the side that, that Din Djarin comes from. Uh, but I have to think it'll, there'll be more than that because even, um, you know, there's always like this adventure uh, aspect of the Mandalorian show where usually he's going off and having these little adventures that then kind of connect into the the larger story. So I have a hard time thinking it will be really um, singularly focused on that yeah. Mandalorian, uh, Mandalore conflict. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be a lot more tightly focused on one storyline um, compared to the first two seasons, which kind of like yeah. showed you all these different worlds and showed you all these different like sort of side yeah. characters. Um, so maybe maybe they'll lose a little bit of that for season three, but I, st- I still think a lot of that will be there. So
0: And I think you nailed – you know, right on the head as to what my problem was with, especially the second season. I, I like a slow burn, a hundred percent. I think that's what I'm seeing with Andor, but I like the consistent story. I, jumping around, it kind of, kind of threw me off. As much as I love, you know, uh, everything that happened, and even the Book of Boba Fett, seeing Luke Skywalker, which was sick and awesome. Um, it just, you know, I didn't. I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of original originality in there for me so i i don't know um we'll talk about that a little more in andor but um there was one line that stuck out to me that bo katan said um i mean she says to groger like your father didn't tell you there were other uh mandalorians did he but then she says something like i'm assuming to din your creed ruined our home or something like that so learning what what the hell is this cult? <laughs> or she may have even called it a cult. I don't remember. Um, but I think, yeah, I think she did say cult. Um, digging into that, what the hell happened? Uh, we we know there's factions. We know there's infighting. But like, something happened. Something went down. Um, and she blames them apparently. And, and so that'll be enlightening for Den. I'm sure. Uh, figuring out where he comes from and finding a purpose will be fantastic. Um, Anything else about the Mando that I'm forgetting? Pretty
1: much. no. It's hard hard to gain get too much more knowledge from the trailer, for
0: sure, for sure. Um, then some other fun releases. Gonna love Willow, you know, and, and Young Jedi Adventures. Gonna watch it for sure, but uh, probably won't talk about it much here on the podcast. Um, but guys, uh, Andor. I don't know. It was probably 2019 or something, 2018, and then 2018, I think, actually, which is insane that this was announced this long ago, and we're just now getting the show, but this thing was announced, and Luke, it was a sleeper,
1: right? All this lineup I of say, crap, and it was a sleeper, right? Yeah, I mean, before you get real heavy into Andor, I have a little kind of story time that will take us, take us into Andor. But- Let's go. So, you know, there's the age-old question, and I've um, stressed about this on the podcast before when thinking about, oh, when my kids get to the age where they can really sink into Star Wars, which I think is still a few years off for them to get into the, the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, gosh, how do you present it to them nowadays when there are so many movies and shows and it just it keeps more and more every year? Yeah. And, you know, there's the age-old question, well, what if somebody's never seen Star Wars? How do you present it to them? Or what yeah. do you do? Um, I had this interesting uh, conversation with my brother, like the weekend before and/or premiered. He, he said he's he's been seeing a new guy, and he said I think we're you know maybe gonna take the relationship to the next level. And yeah. I said, Oh, okay. He said, Yeah, he's not seen Star Wars, <laughs> so I need to show him some Star Wars. <laughs> so that's what that's what next level is in our world, and it made me think of uh, I think. It might have been the first time my wife met my parents. It was, I remember that we had just started dating, and uh, Revenge of the Sith came out on DVD. It was like the day Revenge of the Sith came out on DVD. Wow. So she went with me to Best Buy, I think, and got the DVD, and then actually (laughs) was living on campus, but drove home to my parents' house with the DVD to watch it, and... I, like I said, I I don't know for sure, but I think that might have been the first time she met my parents. So like, meeting my parents was on par with yeah. You need to watch Revenge of the Sith with me. So that to give you my, my brother and I's point of view at the, uh, wow. the important important level of Star Wars that you know you have to share it with significant others. Um. So he said to me, you know, well, you know, what do we, what do I do? What do where do we start? And I said, well, you know that you know there's always the Um, the easiest answer is kind of release order. Yeah. Start where it all began. Yeah. You know, a new hope. Um, and kind of go from there or, you know, there's, there's different ideas about some things you can do. Um, I think if George had his druthers, he would say, you should watch episode one through six in that order. That's the story. Yeah. Rise, fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker and sort of the galaxy alongside parallel to that. Um, but he's, my brother said to me, I think, you know, I think we're just going to watch Andor. Yeah. We're just going to show him Andor. It's the first thing he ever watched. I was like, that's a, it's a unique idea. I don't know how that's going to play out, you know? And he said, yeah, I think we'll watch Andor. And then once we get through the season, I'll, I'll show, uh, we'll watch a double feature of, uh, uh, Rogue One and New Hope. So, I mean, this, this was before we'd seen any of the episodes. He was saying like, that's the path we're going to take. What do you, does that strike you?
0: I love it. I think that's genius. And it obviously works well for a more mature audience, right? Like introducing your kids, probably not going to start out with Andor. Uh, not because they say shit, but probably, you know, you want to ease a, a child into it. But I think that makes a lot of sense because Rogue One and Andor give a lot of just nice context as to where the universe is and that. It's kind of a shithole, and there's this empire that's the cause of it all, and you you really see the, the kind of underbelly of this rebellion that Luke Skywalker just kind of happens into. I think that's a genius way of doing that, and I'm sure it would be just as fun to watch the originals, go watch the prequels, and be like, yeah, what's the empire actually like? But man, I think this is a great way to, especially someone who may be a little turned off by, you know, the fanatics and the mythology and and but this could really ease someone into it and say, okay, really cool universe that we're playing in. I like this kind of spy aspect. Who are these douches that we're fighting? Like what's what is this all about? I think that's a fantastic way of introducing. And I'm I'm hoping that's what Andor does. Um because it is way more mature. It's it's a little I don't know. It's a little more polished. And I think introducing someone to that, they'd be like, okay, it's not just a silly space opera. This I can get into this. Let me learn more. Um, kind of like we do with the kids, right? We show them the, I'm trying to get my freaking nephew to watch rebels. He's watched the clone wars. And then he'll drop some funny moments about the original trilogy. I'm like, bro, go watch rebels. He's like, Oh I know. And stop playing Minecraft and go watch rebels. Like, this is a fantastic introduction for you. I, I think that could be genius and I applaud your brother for that. Now, Luke, your story about your now wife, I thought the story was gonna go. She comes out of the apartment, you know, she goes into your room, and the Cimmerillion is just open and and laid out on a desk somewhere, and she's like, uh, what is this? Some no, smokey Pokey, <laughs> what is this?
1: That's on my nightstand right now cuz I've been rereading it since Rings of <laughs> Power started and got me really back into Lord of the Rings mood.
0: Oh uh, I mean did, did, did she so here's the thing Luke, I don't know then maybe if you were your complete honest self with her at that time if that wasn't some was that something you guys were sharing at that moment?
1: <laughs> no, no, I definitely oh, it was around the same time I'm I made her watch all the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. So <laughs> <laughs> good I'm, I'm
0: glad she is she knows the true luke Elder because that i mean there's a there's a there's a nice place in luke's heart for star wars but boy i don't even know if it compares to lord of the rings i i don't know but luckily you sold all those those figurines and stuff Luke, before that relationship heated up because that could have been a deal breaker um but uh yeah dude and or man like This was a sleeper show in 2018. I was like, why do we need a prequel about Rogue One? Everyone just dies. Shut up. We have so much story to tell. And Cassian Andor is amazing. Diego Luna is amazing. I was one who, you know, I, I thought Diego Luna was fine. But the more I watched it year in and year out after it released in 2016, I'm like, damn, he is good. He fits this character well. and you know these moments where he's just kind of has you know nothing to lose makes a lot of sense now yeah we hear him say i've been in this fight since i was six years old now we got a lot more added context it makes me to be like dude this this guy has literally nothing like he's just like what brings him into this rebellion it seems like it's just chance but like what gets him excited and 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 wanting to 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 bleed for this rebellion I, that story's yet to be told but I, I i loved rogue one and i you're telling me tony gilroy's gonna okay i'm on board 100 percent, and i'm glad that it's getting you know some notoriety now and, and i think collectively i think the the star wars fandom and critics are enjoying it uh, a critique i'm hearing is it's very slow and i i can get that I think the first three episodes should have just been one big episode because I could see someone watching the first one and be like, that's kind of an awkward place to stop. I don't think I'm going to continue this. Just make it one big episode. I think that could be a little more effective, but I like a slow burn. I like that it's taking its time. I like that there's really good writing, really good conversations that happen, Um, and I'm not worried about Darth Vader showing up. I'm not worried about... You know, where, where the, I'm not even thinking about where the Jedi are right now. I'm just enjoying this man who's just trying to survive and, and happens to get kind of thrown into a situation. I don't know. I I, I'm loving it so far. I know it 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 is definitely Luke, you and I text a little bit about it. It's not totally feeling like star Wars right now, but definitely a a different, different perspective, right? What, 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 how, how are you taking it in? Don't tell me it's a big, a big loss for you.
1: No, these these first three episodes though are very unique and, and different to what we we normally get. Like if you want to, you know, compare it to the the Mandalorian, like this first three episodes of, of Andor, I think the series as a whole is going to be, you know, nothing like yeah um, the swashbuckling adventure. that is the Mandalorian, <laughs> but it, it's given me a lot of vibes of if you recall the uh, uh, the Phasma novel, yes dude. that. I think it was the very first fine casual book club. Yes, sir. In the before times, I think we recorded that like January of 2020. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to go back in the archive and check that out, but that, that book, um, it's the like origin story, background story of Captain Phasma. And it really has nothing to do with anything in star Wars. It's yeah. on um, sort of a, a planet that's sort of disconnected from everything else. And it's very much like the sort of more primitive disconnected, um, situation that Cassian is and these flashbacks of him as a youth with this like sort of tribal Lord of the flies kid yes. group on this planet by themselves. Um, so I, I got a lot of vibes of that. And I think, uh, I think the rest of the season, we're going to get a lot more heavily into the, the galactic picture yeah. of things. We're going to see the Senate when Mon Mothman comes in and how things are going on Coruscant and the scheming behind the scenes and what her connection is to Luthien. Uh, so I think, you know, it's going to blow up in this much bigger picture. But this first three episodes is like a movie on its own that's just about Cassian's personal life. And really, like, if it weren't for, you know, the occasional droid in it, you know, it would just be, you could show somebody this and they wouldn't immediately know it was Star Wars. Exactly, But it was good. It was still good. Yeah. But it, and I think it's going to feel a lot more connected to the Star Wars galaxy we know. Uh, by the time the season's done. It's just this intro period is very sort of its own unique thing. Also, 100%. like I think I mentioned, you gave me vibes of like the Tuscan part of the book with series. Yep. Where that was very sort of disconnected from most things. A hundred That we think of as Star Wars, but a great, I, I really like that story of his rebirth with the Tuscans.
0: Yeah. And the scope's just going to blow up. We're going to see, clone troopers we're gonna see the senate we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna yeah that scope is just gonna blow up we're gonna see the inner works in the rebellion we're gonna see saw guerrera i i'm so pumped i don't know I, I thought forrest whitaker was amazing in that role and I, i'm i'm anxious to see because he took a lot of risks i think with that role uh, i think they kind of knew directionally where they wanted saw to be but he's like how about i do this kind of weird voice like
1: i mean okay dude do it like like well and he made the most of Yes. Relatively little screen time in that movie. Right. Everyone remembers Saul Guerrero from that movie. Exactly. has not in it very long. Exactly. So, like
0: in five years, what changes so much? Like, is is he a part? I can't remember um, from reading the. Um, the battlefront novel the second one in particular they talk about the partisan stuff i don't remember exactly when things go so awry to where he completely breaks off from all of that um, but it definitely seems like it's kind of a slower burns so like where is he in that at this point um, you know there's probably going to be some really great conversations between him and, i mean in rogue one think about it when he, he, she says about saul Art, uh, jen ursa says aren't you all rebels and she kind of looks over at one of the other officers there and kind of says like, yeah, you know, he's got his kind of own things and and we've had our differences. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of play out um, because a lot of people don't understand. It's not just one rebellion. There's, and that's what kind of Andor is showing us too, that, you know, the galaxy as its whole has its own little battles with this evil that exists that the empire has kind of built, but then, you know, given control to corporations and governors and it's messy and and they have a lot of leeway over these regions to do whatever they want. And we can see that here. Um, they're cocky. They're arrogant. They think they can just go in and kill this guy with a bunch of troops. So it's like, what? Like you have like zero information on him. Let's just go get, even when their superior officer says, let this go, not worth our time. It's only going to get, I don't care. I'm going to go in. So I, I just... I don't know. I was loving every second of this. Um, and, and you talked about the flashbacks, Luke was not anticipating that, you know, him coming from, like you mentioned, this kind of primitive culture. What's going on with these kids? Do they have parents? Like, were their parents you know enslaved by some mining corporation and 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 they're just trying to survive out there like what happened is this corporation going to come and get these kids at some point is that why marva and kidnapped the andor like i i'm 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 intrigued by that because we've 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 heard of tales you know um of planets being kind of dismantled by the empire or even the republic at times for resources um we see um, Ezra Bridger, his planet just kind of being decimated by the Empire for resources. But this is a completely different perspective, um, and I, I can't wait to learn more about that. Um, he's looking; he's simply looking for his sister. At the beginning of the show, And it took me a little bit to catch on that. Like he goes into this brothel, I'm like, who the hell is he looking for? In my mind, he's already a spy, right? I'm thinking he's getting information. He's simply looking for his sister. He's just trying to survive. He's literally. Selling scraps on the black market. Like, this dude is not a spy. And, and I thought that was, that kind of threw me off. I'm thinking we're getting kind of and or, you know, in his prime. And no, I mean, it's, it's taking a while. It's a, it's a slow burn into it, but I really enjoyed those flashbacks. I, 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 I'm curious, like the timing of that, like that ship that went down, these kids look for it. Like, is that a, I think Marva mentions the Republic, but, that would mean that the Republic is mining this, this, this planet. Like, was it, you know, the Confederacy? I I don't know. Luke, did you pick up on any of that? Like who those folks may be?
1: Yeah. I need, I need to watch the episodes again um, because some of the, I think the finer details like didn't didn't sink in for me, but I want to jump back real quick to like what you said about um, his motivation is all extremely personal. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's this quest to find his lost sister. And, um, you know, it reminded me of like, you know, it's his acting like a spy to try to uncover his sister Yeah, that sort of draws the attention of a rebel agent. Um, like, Oh, you know, the, the skills and the behavior he's exhibiting in his, this very personal quest yeah. is drawing my eye as an asset we can use for our cause. So it, it is very much like, um, you think about sort of you know Luke's motivations yeah. at the beginning of you know a new hope he's not like let's go and save the galaxy he's yep. like he's motivated to go save Leia he feels this yeah connection and this need to go save Leia let's go save the princess um, it's not like I need to go save the, the galaxy yeah it starts off you know with a, a personal connection yeah um, but then it, it draws him in yep to the bigger picture. Um, that's, to what, that.
0: that's what makes it so star wars right it's just a different way of kind of telling that story and it, it takes him you know it, it, maybe longer to get to that point but even ezra bridger you know yeah it's it's just kind of his run-ins with the empire and how shitty there are to the people he's like this sucks but he reluctantly kind of joins this crew and becomes a hero and and luke you know, says at the beginning too, he's like, I don't like the empire, but like, I've got other things I got to do. So it's almost kind of a reluctant, you know, journey into becoming, you know, a part of this rebellion too. And I'm sure Cassian's going to grapple with this too. What, what, I have, what do I owe you people, right? Like I've seen the shit of the empire and what we're in now, but maybe the, you know, the Republic was terrible to his people too. What, What do I owe any of this? There's, there's something else that's really going to, Right now, it just seems like him saving his own ass, right? He's got these these corporate officers on him or whatever, and and this guy's like, want a ride? Let's get the hell out of here, okay? But there's there's got to be something else that's gonna, you know, having him put it all down the line. Um, that we see in Rogue One is is it his? Does he find his sister? Did does he learn that the Empire did something to his sister? What what is going to be? Yeah, that that's connection? a
1: good. That's a really good point. I'm thinking, you know, when you say that, that maybe they're. He's going to uncover something about, yeah, his his sister being exploited by some connection to the empire, and him sort of learning to, yeah, hate and despise the empire through again through the sister through maybe something that happened to her, or like you said, some sort of exploitation that's going on. Yeah, kind of um, from imperial domination or so, you know something like that.
0: I just yeah, it's it's just it's such a it's such a different storytelling and, and the. The reason i like it so much guys i love the force i love lightsabers i love every goddamn skywalker in the saga every single one of them i love the familial story i love it all but there's something about this guy literally coming from nothing like the kid was kidnapped from the only planet he ever knew and forced to kind of just like assimilate into this culture <laughs> not know the language like I- i'm curious to see how that relationship's going to be with this person who just took him like there's a there's an affection there right when he leaves her gives her a kiss on the cheek it's almost a mother figure to him he takes her name i'm assuming to protect his his you know his ancestry or or, or his you know his connection to what was the planet called canary canary or something like that
1: yeah kamani or K- yeah. K- <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: but but you know what else intrigued me about that it was as almost like people thought those folks were gone from the galaxy almost like they're kind of like he he when when cassian's image is out there it is a fugitive and they said he's a kanari or whatever and one of his buddies at the front desk he's trying to get a strike a deal to let him borrow a ship or something, or or make a run for him. He's like, oh, you you know, any Kinar? he's Almost making a joke of it. it. To me, it almost made like he's covering that identity because those people are supposed to be extinct. There's a secret there that w- the rest of the galaxy should not know and could really unsettle this grip that the Empire has. They're all, they've been doing it the whole time, right? With with we just talked, we just joked, we, we just joked about genocide on geonosis but they covered that up too right i mean the 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 rebels crew reluctantly stumbles upon these toxins or bombs or whatever they use to test on the geonosians like there's this you know this there's there's tons of testing going on they're mining like they're probably trying to hide secrets that you know if it gets you know if this if work gets out this could really jeopardize especially there's a senate right now right this is pre- Senate being dissolved by the Emperor, which we assume the Senate probably doesn't have a ton of control, but they are they are dignified people, they have influence, they have money. So if word gets out that something like this could have happened, that could really, really, you know, cause a stir. So I almost feel like there's some secret being hidden there. And his identity needs to be kept secret. And people think, canari, well, can <laughs> those people were extinguished a long time ago. Why are we even looking for this guy? So there's some there's so much more there, and that's why I can't believe I have so many questions after watching just this one episode. Um, But I I was what I was saying is that you know I love the force, I love all of that, but man, I am a man of the working class. Okay, yeah, we get a little uh, of this with Luke being a farm kid, not having you know you know any money, and he's working on on uh, uh, on the moisture farm. He has you know. Hopes of going and seeing the stars one day. But man, there's something about seeing just how despondent. Is that the word I'm looking for? These people are in their daily lives and how. (laughs) I don't know how many times we saw guys coming out of the mines or something. They had these giant gloves. They make it a point to show like these guys are working day and night and they pretty much have no lives. They have shitty homes like I love seeing that just where we are in the galaxy in this specific time in this specific place and, and how those people are so suppressed. I, I love it. And that, that, you know, is a big driving force of community there. You know, yeah, think of,
1: think of all the characters origins that we get. Um, there's that connection, you know, Anakin as a slave <laughs> and looking for this junk trader Yeah, and Ray as a, a scavenger and, you know, solo in this, uh, Underground gang doing yeah. odd jobs, yeah, and, uh, and now casting in this like yeah world of these all these blue collar workers who are doing some sort of like scrapping scavenging, yeah. uh yeah that is a very common common thread it that is. Uh, uh it is a very uh proletariat friendly origin story every time
0: <laughs> yes it, but this feels more realistic right you I, I don't know what it is it's it's this. It's, it's this corporation. It's how they treat these people. It's, 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 it's the greed that we see in our very own government and our very own police forces and hotheads out just to, my boss said that I'm going to do this. Like working people, they're just trying to survive and, and, and the community that that's created. Something that was blew me away is when, uh, is when those, those, those troops started coming in. All these people started clanging like metal. I'm like, This is a community warning everybody or it's a distraction or it's something they're coming together to kind of, you know, fight this battle that kind of represents the bigger battle that's to come. I think it was just fascinating. And, And from that will come Cassian who will play such a big role in the bigger picture. I just, I love a good working class story and I can't wait to get more of that from Cassian. I'm a, I'm a sucker for what, Tony Gilroy is, is throwing down and, and all the writers from this and, and and the job that Diego Luna is doing. I just, there's even bits of humor in this with that droid. I love the little droid. It's just, it's, it's so good. I, this show is yeah, just going kind to of blow me away. You would think away. at
1: some point they like can't make a droid charming in anything. <laughs> but they keep, they keep doing it. Yeah. I, yeah. I dug that guy.
0: It, it, there was a moment. And that this is what kind of started me off on an emotional journey is when they showed that droid for the first time and it just took me back to Wally. Like I was immediately connected to this droid. I'm like, he's just some scrapper droid alone. Like I already had feelings for this guy and and sadness for him um and i think that actually may have been purposeful because holly and i were talking about it and then brent put a really great screenshot in the in the facebook group if you haven't checked it out but it behind there's this kind of forward shot of a uh, foreground shot of 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 the droid but behind him um is this i don't know if it's a trash can or some other droid but it looks like um is it eva eva it, it looks like i'm like is this a nod to wally i think it might be a nod to wally um so shout out to brent for picking up that that that's still there but i don't know man i i was i was feeling it there's there's a lot that needs to be explained as to as to you know this lady and her partner kidnapping him like what's what was she fearful she said they'll kill him or whatever it's like what who's gonna kill him like are are people gonna come back for these these scientists or whatever these guys were i i'm i'm intrigued um maybe they're mining kyber crystals who knows um but i I just so far i am blown away i hope everyone's enjoying this show as much as i am um but i know it's not for everyone i understand that it's not your typical star warsy laser swords and, and 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 the force and i don't know will we will we see any of that luke i mean starting out this strong being so detached from it are, I, I think people are, are already speculating. When are we going to see Vader? It's like, I don't
1: – that seems <laughs> too much like Rogue yeah, One to me. I don't me. think so. That would be a real shocker. No, I mean I feel like we won't get too much of the Force. I hope he at least comes across parts of the re- rebellion, the nascent rebellion that is still forming in this era that are more tapped into the spiritual side. Yeah. Because when you think of Rogue One, you know he – he doesn't. I don't know that he ever says like the the classic "May the Force be with you" line. I don't think he really ever says that. He talks about rebellion and rebellion being built on hope, hope yeah. and all that. But you have you know Cheret Imwe is the real um, you know one who presents the spiritual side of the Force. Yeah. being um, you know something that the the rebellion is tap taps into. Um, so I hope they kind of come across other rebel actors who yeah. are more along that line of like the, the spiritual as well as the political cause. Um, but I don't expect that from, from Cassian for sure. When you see where he is, even by the time of rogue one, he's very much just, you know, the, the operative, the, um, the spy, the agent yeah. for this rebel cause, um, without, it doesn't seem to tap into that aspect of things.
0: But I love that you brought it up, Luke, because he, he makes it a point to say rebellions are built on hope. This dude comes from nothing, and everything's been taken from him. He even says that in Rogue One. i was been in this fight since I was six years old. That'll be interesting to see kind of what happens at that. Because I don't think that kid was six that we saw in the flashbacks, but maybe they're kind of retconning that. I don't know. But he says rebellion's built on hope. So what is it that makes him hopeful that things can be different? There's going to be something that's going to happen. um Like we talked about, probably family, probably a sister. Who knows? Um, but one of my favorite moments too from Rogue One is when he is with Chirrut and, and in that in that cell at Saw's Palace, and I I think uh, Baze I think says like you pray or whatever he's praying for the door to open, and 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 Chirrut says something to him about like um you know being in a prison or whatever. And he's like I feel like you're you know you're you're in more cages than one or you're in more prisons than one in your own mind or something like that. He's just like sensing all of these struggles. And, and, and I think that's a point where Tony Gilroy said, yep, there's the premise of our Cassian and or prequel. And uh, we got a lot to flesh out here, but you're right there. Something's going to bring him hope. Um, He, uh, you know, whether he believes in the force, I don't know, but he think he has, he, he has his chair, Jedi, Is he a Jedi. So he, he, he believes in that i suppose but um yeah man probably not going to see vader probably not going to see any any uh any uh appearances from from anyone but um did see a spoiler that k2 could be uh in 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 andor which i think before they announced the season two i don't think we i think they said he specifically wasn't in it but then at one point maybe he said in season two he's in it i don't know i'm excited to see that kind of comedic element um but right now, not appropriate. Too many bad things going on. We don't. We don't need the the little the little Wally Droid is enough uh, enough for me right now. But, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. This is oh god, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Every Wednesday, I look forward to the show, and then every Friday, I look forward to Lord of the Rings. It's fantastic. Um, Luke, anything else about the show that's that's sticking out to you, or anything maybe you think that the show needs, um. Do you think it's going to attract a a new audience just like, you know, maybe some of the other TV series has?
1: Yeah, it's it's really hard for me to speculate on that being somebody who's so, so deep into everything that comes out and anticipating it and knowing everything that's coming. It's hard to imagine somebody who isn't like that. I think there are a lot of people uh, much more casual than the level of of you and I and the people who listen to us or talk to us about this stuff who will check out most things, star Wars that come out on Disney plus Yeah, because they've been enjoying them a lot. Um, you know, I think, you know, Mandalorian is hugely popular, Obi-Wan hugely popular. So I think it's, you know, people know, you know, I check Disney plus every once in a while. I'm going to see some of the star Wars on there and I'll check it out because they've been generally of good quality. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, maybe if somebody hears something, you know, really interesting about this, I, I, when I think of like myself, um, you know, I'm not into Marvel. I haven't really seen any of the Marvel movies or anything, but uh, you know, heard good things about WandaVision and that was really unique and stuff like that. So I actually ended up, my, you know, my wife and I watched the WandaVision series because we heard kind of unique and different things about it. so yes. like, well, let's check that out. So maybe, you know, to a similar person who's not really into Star Wars, like I'm not into Marvel, here's like, oh, this Andor is kind of doing a different thing um, than a lot of the other Star Wars stuff. That might draw some people in if they hear that kind of word of mouth feedback yeah
0: well now that i know you watched wandavision you're gonna have to watch dr strange and the multiverse of madness (laughs) it's (laughs) down the whole spiral yeah just right down the hole yeah I, i i don't know man this 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 show feels polished it feels expensive it feels mature it feels cinematic and i i love that i i don't I you know some people were giving Tony Gilroy crap for saying you know he's not using the the uh the volume and and a lot of that technology they're going to do a lot of practical stuff and people were thinking he's air. I, I, man come on like he he he's a storyteller he's a movie maker like I I love it and I think they need to do more like this it, I mean, I'm sure it was expensive but um I think the the volume has a purpose and and I think you know you'll see it used a lot but now with covid restrictions kind of lo- lightening up it's it's you know this could be the future um will it change star wars forever i don't know but it's only going to add to to my love and, and 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 the lore behind characters that 2016 no one thought we were gonna get a cassian andor show like crazy like i thought they were gonna bring back felicity jones because the kyber crystal was gonna protect jen urso after that that uh, shot from the death star i still think it's possible never say never because we all know kyber crystals protect themselves whenever they feel like they're in danger. So why not shield her from the blast? You know, yada, yada, yada. We'll see. I would say, I don't know, 2027, 2028, we'll see that Felicity Jones is getting back on, um, and we'll have a prequel, which I'm here for, because um, I love Jenner, so I love her story. Um, you know, kind of some similar similar, uh, similar uh, originality there, like, uh, like uh, Cassian brings to it. So I love it. I, I hope you guys love it um let us know in in the group the group's kind of quiet about it which makes me think that our dark side users are not liking that we don't have so much of the sith um but what do you guys think like i, I, I want to hear because i'm i'm generally intrigued genuinely intrigued are, are you not feeling the pacing is it is it not you know forcey enough like what what is it that maybe it isn't i, I want to hear someone that maybe isn't enjoying the show as much and, and why because uh, like i like i mentioned earlier a lot of the um, collective, you know, critics and, and fans seem to be appreciating it. But I'm, I'm sure there's some some folks out there that aren't as much. So let us know what you think about it. Um, so come Wednesday, ready for episode four, Luke, they're going to start opening up that galaxy. We're going to see Mon Mothma striking some deals, financing some rebellion. We might see the Senate. I can't wait for it. Um, I, I think the actress who plays Mon Matha is fantastic, and, and and didn't get enough screen time in in Rogue One. So I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Um, and, and really excited to see Andor just being like, "Why the hell do I care?" Um, anything else, Luke? Any last words on Andor other than greatest Star Wars series of all
1: time? We're not
0: going really promising
1: beginning. And long way to go. We're talking twelve episode season here. So very true. Very we're true. scratching the surface
0: yeah there's a lot of talk of you know best you know star wars television series like come on like there's been a couple of them like let's pump the brakes it's either it's the best or it's the worst like it's it's a good show let's just leave it at that but um do let us know what you think guys Um happy to be back boy i'm sweating we talk so much star wars literally sweating getting sweaty Oh boy, this is what we should be doing. We just gotta, we gotta get our ducks in a row and and figure out scheduling and, and, and figuring out how to broadcast regularly. Uh, why is my boss messaging us at 10 PM, Luke? I don't know. Turn off teams, folks. Um, but, uh, guys, I do hope you enjoyed Luke and I's, uh, casual conversation of Andor and the D23, uh, happenings. Let us know. Is, is 2023 going to be too much Star Wars? Are we going to say pump the brakes again? Start releasing films now. Yeah, start releasing films, but keep the content coming. What do you guys think? Are you excited about Andor and what's to come? Um, keep us posted. Get in the Facebook group. Join the conversation um, and we'll be back. I know I made some promises that I didn't keep about getting back to the weekly broadcast. We are going to shoot for that um, and, and getting back to regular regular schedules. Can't promise anything right now, but we're going to do the best that we can to get you guys content and conversation started but we still love it we're still going to keep doing it uh just kind of want to disclose that before i make any other promises i cannot keep so we love you guys keep enjoying star wars be nice to each other out there um and may the force be with you always